Our text for this morning's sermon on this, the Nativity of our Lord, is taken from the Gospel reading with special emphasis on the following words. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, we've all heard the saying, like father, like son, right? The phrase, like father, like son, means that who a son is and the way he lives his life reveals a lot about his father. John puts it this way in regard to our father in heaven. He writes that Jesus, the son of God, is at the father's side. And he has made him known. The writer to the Hebrews in our epistle lesson echoes that when he says that Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his image and nature. What is God saying to us with these words? He's saying that if you want to know God, look to Jesus. What you see when you look to Jesus is this. God is love. That's who he is. You see that the Father loves you. The Son loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. The Father wants to save you. The Son wants to save you. The Holy Spirit wants to save you, like Father, like Son. God wants you to know him as the God who becomes a baby for you, who lives for you, and dies for you. He doesn't want you to try to figure out who he is by attempting to uh, ascend into heaven in your, in your thoughts or your dreams or in your imagination, you cannot truly know him that way. Not really. He says, don't look up. Don't look there. Don't look into the abyss of the unknown. Look to the manger. Look to the cross. That's your God. The God who created you and everyone and everything who has ever lived or ever will live. The Apostle Paul puts it this way, in him we live and move and and have our being. Unlike Jesus' perfect relationship with God the Father, when we say like father, like son, or for that matter, like mother like daughter, the tainted character of our parents is revealed. Since all of us, well, we have the exact imprint of their sinful nature. David confesses that when he says, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. If mom's a sinner and dad's a sinner, 
the incarnation of their union, me, sinner. Like them, I fall short of the glory of God. Now, sin has estranged us from God to such extent that we don't even know him. Not really. Not in and of ourselves. As a result, we hear John write, when Jesus came to his own, the people he created, when he came to his own, his own people did not receive him. Jesus reveals the scope of our alienation from God when he says these words, quote, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and, and people like darkness rather than light because their works were evil. That's what God says about us. That's what Jesus says about us apart from God. Now, I'd like you to think about it this way. There's something in the universe that science calls a black hole. It's called black because it's a place where gravity is so intense that nothing can escape from it, not even light. Now, to be sure, the evidence is overwhelmed that we have been overcome by this kind of darkness, the darkness of sin and death. It's overwhelming. I mean, the good I want to do is the Apostle Paul says I don't do. The bad I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. I talk behind people's back, you do too. I lust after things that I shouldn't be lusting after, you do too. We speak ill of others. We hurt them with our words and with our deeds. I mean, it's really dark. You and I, we've broken every, every single commandment, whether it be in thought, word, and deed. And yet, what do we do in this black hole? We keep thinking that we can get ourselves out of it. Maybe if we fight, maybe if we seek to take power from our, for ourselves, then maybe we can, we can get out of this. And of course, it's always at the expense of, of others. You think of the world wars. It's awful. The war to end all wars that took place, and then World War I moved into World War II, and the wars keep coming, don't they? And nothing gets fixed. Pour more money in it. Pour more bombs. Do you know that over a it is estimated that over a half a million people have died so far in the Russian-Ukraine war. A half a million people. This is a black hole. And when you look at what we do to one another, I mean, you look at with Israel and Hamas, the things that I can't even speak with you today about because they're so horrible. This comes out of the human heart, the black hole. Remember what Jesus says about that? Out of the heart comes murder, theft, adultery, 
all the things that are bad. What a mess. And there's no way out. There's nothing we can do to get out of us. And that's why the God who created us by his word, he is born. It is into this darkness that Jesus is born for us today, for all of us, no matter how horrible we have been. It's for all of us. Every last human being on this earth. He is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, we hear from John. Oh, the dark one, the evil one, he thought he could put out the light of the world like he snuffed out us. And for a few days, <laughs> it seemed like he did. Another human being bites the dust with Jesus, suffering horribly on our behalf, humiliated, humiliated. And when he died, that was a black hole. Darkness enveloped him. A darkness so deep, so horrific, that Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, the evil one thought he had him there. But he didn't realize that this man, this Jesus, he was not conceived by Joseph. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This man is God. God in the flesh. And he went into that deep black hole for us because he's the only one who could get us out of it. And the Father sent him there because you know now through Jesus that that's how much he loves you. To let him experience the horrors of our lives that we might know the joy of his life, his light, and his peace. So what does Jesus do? Seems like there's no hope. But then the light shines out of the darkness, scatters it with his resurrection. There was no brighter day than that day. And he rose from the dead with witnesses, hundreds of them, people who saw him dead and alive. 
This isn't a fairy tale. It's not a, a cleverly invented story to make you, you feel good. Light overcame the darkness in Jesus Christ. Light overcame the darkness. The darkness. The gravity that holds us in was penetrated by the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to set us free. The darkness could not overcome him. And now, it cannot overcome you either. Jesus makes that known to you. He makes known that God is not your employer, not someone who is your adversary or enemy. He's your father. And a father, as a father loves his children, so God loves us. He never stops loving us. No matter how horrific or how bad it gets in our lives, he never stops loving us. God is our Father. That is what is made known today. God is our Father. So that we might receive him. That we might not run away from him, try to hide our sins or deny them or blame others for them or claim power for ourselves at the expense of others. No, that we might receive him. And notice what it says in our gospel lesson. That to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. John was not the light, we hear, right? But he bore witness to the light. And that's kind of strange, isn't it? Usually, don't tell someone about the light because the light enables you to see. Just thinking about that, that does seem strange, right? Well, the light doesn't enable you to see if you're blind. And that's who we are in our sin. We're blind. And when you're blind, the light doesn't help you at all. So John speaks. And we hear. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. And the word of God that brought life and life into being, let there be light, and there was... That's the power and authority of God himself. Let there be light and there's light. The God who created us, light and life, he gives us new life through his son. John bears witness to that. That we are given to see not with our eyes, but through our ears. And we see far more through our ears. For God reveals who he is, what he does, and what he continues to do for all of us. Jesus has made our Father in heaven known to us through his name and through his word and 
by bodying and blooding us together with him and each other so that we're now flesh and blood relatives of God's, in God's family. And we're that way for eternity. No one has ever seen God, the only God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made them known, John says. Remember what Philip said to Jesus? Lord, show us the Father. Show us. Then we'll believe. And Jesus is like, oh, Philip, like he is with us. Ah, Tim. Ah, Philip. Don't you know that whoever has seen me has seen the Father? And if you don't get that, just check out the works themselves. And our Lord's works, what he did, the authority of his word, making the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, and the dead to rise. People witnessed that with their, with their eyes and, and saw it. And the word of God reveals that this Jesus, he's at the Father's side. And he reveals who the Father is and the extent of his love and his mercy for us. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Through his words, you see the water with the word giving you new birth. There, God took up residence with you. The word became flesh in you. And you received the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Here, he says, this is my body, this is my blood for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. The word becomes flesh even today. Oh, you don't see it with your eyes. You see more clearly than that. You see it through his word. A word that gives and bestows what it says. Light and life. Jesus has made God known that like father, like son, this is who God is. This is how God reveals himself to us through the son. Remember what G he said about Jesus when he was set apart at his baptism and then at his transfiguration, the father said, listen to him. Listen to him and you will see. Listen to him and you'll be enlightened. Listen to him and you'll know that your life has meaning and purpose. And your life will, of, of togetherness with God and one another will never end because of the grace upon grace that we have all received. This is how God wants to be known, how he wants to be seen. The God who gives himself to us in the wrapping paper of swaddling clothes, not under a tree, but in a manger at Bethlehem, now gives us to himself his word with the water, his word with the bread and wine, and his word put into our ears, hearts, and lives. It's not just one gift among many or a gift that will soon be obsolete, but it's the one gift you need the most. It's the gift that makes it so that when people think of you, 
They think of our Father in heaven. Because as children of God, his word begins to have its way in your life. Like father, like son. And remember what Jesus reminds us of through his word, through the apostle, that we are all sons of God through faith in him. We're all like the Father now through faith in him because everything he is and everything he has, he gives to you today through his word. Whether male or female, young or old, you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Everything that belongs to him now belongs to you. This is the gift that keeps on giving. This is the gift that our Lord gives you right here and right now. Merry Christmas. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.